Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is the podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo adventures or solo pursuits of passion. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life. This is about living the most full life on your terms. I'm back, everyone. I am so sorry I took a little hiatus unexpectedly. I have been really busy in the background recording some fabulous episodes with incredible people who all have brilliant solo journeys to share across travel, across business, um, people who have gone on incredible adventures um, and just have wonderful stories to share about stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you want to do and not holding yourself back. So I can't wait to share all those episodes with you over the next few weeks. I've also been very privileged to have a sponsor come on board, Seafield Hotel and Spa Resort in Ballymoney, County Wexford, have come on board as a sponsor of Solo Power Podcast for the next five episodes. They are a amazing hotel. If you haven't been down there, you have to book straight away. Um, and support the fact that they are supporting this podcast. Seafield Hotel and Spa Resort are doing something incredible. They are offering flying solo packages. Um, And I think it's something that all hotels should jump on the bandwagon of. Um, But for now, Seafield are blazing the trail in offering these incredible packages for for people who want to carve out some me time and go on a solo break. Um, This starts at €168. And for that, you get an overnight bed and breakfast in their deluxe bedroom. You also have thermal suite access to their award-winning Oshio Spa. It's such an amazing spa. It's so decadent. Maybe you might even book in for some extra little treatments for yourself. Maybe a nice facial or massage. Get a mani-pedi. So many beautiful things that you can do to treat yourself on this package. You also get a three-course evening meal in their village bar and grill restaurant. So it's such a fabulous thing to be able to have the confidence to go away by yourself, to sit in a restaurant by yourself, to spend some really important time just getting back to you, switching off from the outside world and just reveling in this opportunity to treat yourself at Seafield Hotel and Spa. Um, and yeah, like I say, this is just an incredible package for 168 euro or starting at 168 euro. You can obviously um, do some add-ons to that, maybe, you know, upgrade to an, to an even bigger luxurious room, pad around in your... Um, dressing gown and slippers and just you know have a bath or just do something for you I'm really happy that Seafield have recognized the importance of offering solo packages um, and you know I have been banging on about it for long enough here on this podcast so I'm really delighted that Seafield Hotel and Spa Resort have seen the value in this and have come on board as a sponsor for the next five episodes They've also very, very kindly given me one of these flying solo packages to give away 
to one lucky listener. So please stay tuned because I'll be giving the details about how to enter after this episode. Of course, with such a fabulous sponsor on board, advertising and promoting these flying solo packages I had to invite my incredible next guest this is such a fun episode I invited my beautiful friend Dara Flynn to come and be a guest because she is one of these fabulous women who goes away on solo hotel breaks all of the time and so she offers some fabulous insights and some tips and advice for anyone thinking about uh, taking this flying solo package at Seafield so um, I really hope you enjoy the next episode. I absolutely loved recording it. Um, so without further ado, here it is. Okay, so as I said, my next guest is someone who I invited on as soon as I knew that Seafield Hotel and Spa Resort were sponsoring my episodes and were celebrating their flying solo nights away because my very good friend Dara uh, Dara and I went to school together. We were friends from when we were about 13, 14 years of age. We used to sit beside each other in maths class in school. Um, Dara is one of those friends of mine who makes me belly laugh every single time we see each other. We actually uh, went our separate ways after school and only reconnected in, in the last seven or eight years. Um, and Dara is one of those people who loves to indulge in a solo night away. Uh, she's married, she has a daughter, and yet she has always known and seen the importance of me time. And so when I started doing this podcast, Dara and I chatted about her coming on and being a guest to talk about what I think is this very, very important topic in relation to redefining how relationships should be. So this is going to be... A funny episode, no doubt, and I'm sure we're going to be laughing all the way through. But Dara, you are so welcome on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. No pressure at all there for me <laughs> to make you belly laugh. <laughs> no, 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 Thank my first you. podcast, probably probably my last one. I'll probably cancel myself within ten minutes. I'll be like, say something I shouldn't said. <laughs> I don't know how you do this every week, but fair play to you. It's, it's fantastic. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> we, edit, we can we can edit. That's what the edit suite is for. Yeah, that's God for editing. Yeah. Um, but no. So listen. Um, like obviously we did. Talk, we have talked about this before. You know, you um have been married now. How many years? Seven years. Are you married? And we were married, we married in 2017. Well, we married twice <laughs> because it's a long story. First marriage was 2017. Okay. Yeah, that was right. a real one. We had a party a couple of years after, but yeah. Yeah. Married okay. Soon. Brilliant. Great. A great, a great wedding party. One of the best wedding parties. Um, oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> um, but you've been together how long? Yourself and Mike? Oh, uh, 2012. So yeah, okay. we're coming up. On, yeah, we had our big, we, we always forget to celebrate our anniversaries, but yeah, so we've been 2012, we met February. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Mike, Maeve, about yourself, what you do. Let, oh, let our readers know a little bit more about you. Oh, uh, 
don't know, I don't know where to start. I'm such a fascinating, <laughs> dynamic person, Ariana. Where do I even go with that? <laughs> I mean, the listeners, strap in. This is the big one. <laughs> it's the one you've been waiting for. Um, <laughs> so, look, uh, yeah, as you said, we've been friends for years. Uh, you've known me through ups and downs and different, but yeah, since probably we've reconnected, I've been with Mike. Because we met when we were living in the same apartment building. And I was living with Mike there at the time. Um, but we got married. Well, like, you know, I'm just I'm just a typical person. I have, I'm, I'm married to a fantastic man. I have a beautiful daughter who's a nightmare. <laughs> a beautiful four-year-old who's a saint and a devil at the same time. And I just have, you know, I have a regular job in finance. I'm not burning any massive bridges on fire I live a really nice life but it's not like world lighting and I think a lot of your listeners at home might be sometimes listening to this and your fascinating previous guests that have just been so dynamic and so there's a niche and they're so creative and artistic that they could be at home going oh but sure look I don't do anything or I have a kind of a bland plain enough life why do I deserve this solo journey so I'm kind of here to say you don't need to live this gorgeous life to enjoy living a solo journey or deserve your own solo time in life. I love my life. Mm. I love my family, but I sometimes just need a get out card. <laughs> I go to jail card in Monopoly just for a night to just decompress, kind of settle myself and come back at fresher, happier better mom and wife and then we go about our lives and it's only one night and I just think going away for a little night here or two is really important and I don't think enough people recognize that I don't think enough people realize that they deserve it and that it's not a selfish thing to do I actually think it's a really incredibly unselfish thing to do because you're actually making everybody else's life nicer around you and within yourself so that's kind of why I'm here today to kind of talk about that with you and, and it's so lovely it's, I mean like it's such a it's oh, a really doesn't need to just be like a single person who's like or a person who's starting their own business or you don't have to be going to Thailand on this finding yourself trip it can just be a Wednesday night random little moment away and just take some time for yourself so there's all this is the great thing about this podcast you have of course obviously because it's you just come up with this incredible podcast idea that touches on so many different aspects of life and can be kind of applied to every bit of life. And there's different ways to do your solo journey. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I was going to say, you know, it's a very humble introduction to yourself. Um, but I love, I suppose, what you're kind of saying is that, you know, yes, there, there, Obviously, when you have guests coming onto the podcast, you know, they have to have a story to tell and they have to have something that's interesting, something that's relevant to the solo world, solopreneurs and solo travel, etc. Yeah. But you're right. We have I have had a few people who have been solo travelers and they travel for their job or their bloggers or they go on like weekends away and they have solo. And that can sometimes, you know, depending on your circumstance, can be expensive. It can be a little bit okay. more scary to kind of go away. It also maybe isn't as practical um, if you mm -hmm. do have family and all of those kinds of things. But 
it's so important because I think that obviously, as everyone knows who listens to the podcast, the reason I did it was because I want to encourage more people to do things for themselves, to do things that make them happy and live their life on their terms. And, you know, even the other day I was talking to some people about the podcast and they were, again, you know, women in their kind of 50s and they were saying, oh, I've never gone away on my own. I've never done it a night on my own. I've never done this. And, you know, and they were and they were and they would follow it up with I would love to. But just for and I go, well, why haven't you? <laughs> they go, I don't oh, I have kids and, you know, a husband. And I'm like, yeah, but still, why haven't you? Um, and so I think this is why I love what the Seafield Hotel Aspirers are, are doing, is they're actually celebrating the idea of a solo weekend. And hopefully more hotels doing something like this will encourage more people to take that time for themselves, not just women, but men as well. But, I mean, how long have you been... been cause but, but, yeah, talk I to totally get that. I 100% get that. I, I, I 100%. Hundred percent, a thousand percent, understand. Especially, and I don't mean to be like a, a man versus woman or a mother versus father. Women have this innate sense of guilt, mom guilt, all the time. And um, I remember. Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about how it started. Mm. We had Maeve in summer two thousand and nineteen, and I actually only until I kind of was thinking about this but I'm talking to you about it I I didn't realize it was the first her first Christmas I thought it was her second Christmas that I built up the courage to do it but now I'm thinking back about it I'm like no it had to have been her first one because by her second the dreaded Covid mm. had come in and we were all homebound so it must have been her first which surprises me because I didn't think I'd built up the courage as quickly as that because you're talking like six months or whatever but in fairness to Mike we had had now okay so a, a lot of everyone talks about having kids and it just it's a massive upheaval it's a complete bomb into your life and that's fair enough that's i'm not breaking ground here with that but myself and mike probably went into it a little bit blinder than we were now my sister had, had kids um and i I'd obviously experienced it through her um and but in terms of myself and mike's relationship we weren't those people that were ba- like i babysat in Eve, I babysat Eve's kids in her house from time to time. I certainly never had them over. I was living in, you know, I was living my mid twenties, late twenties, living my life in town in a shared house. It wasn't kid friendly, so it wasn't a case of that we had kids over to our house all the time because we, myself and Mike, were living in the shared accommodation with best time of my life. But anyway, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like, yes, Eva, I'll take your kids. So Mike had very little experience with kids. He had never changed nappy before, before Maeve came along. So to say that our lives were flipped upside down, because we did not have a sleeping baby. We had a child that was, we were tagged. Now, we, maybe we made mistakes and we'd do it all differently again. But we had a child that was living on, we were, take, we were taking turns at night time, I would sit on the sofa while she slept. He'd sleep for four hours, set the alarm clock. We'd swap her over. He would hold her. So she was lying on us. She was sleeping on us. So maybe that's why I feel like it, was, it wasn't her first Christmas because that first four months feels like about four years. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, oh my God, it was actually the first Christmas. <laughs> I didn't think it was. But eventually we got a sleep consultant. And when life started to settle down and become a bit more stirred like routine and you know back to normality a little bit and she was sleeping and um, Mike in fairness to him came to me and said Pet you need a break like because I was breastfeeding at the time and I was you know under her constantly 
um, but I was, you know, we were using bottles. So we had an option for me to go away for a night. So it wasn't a case of we were like stopping all that. But Mike said, you need to just, you've had, you know, you need some time. And he said, instead of me getting you a Christmas present this year of handbags that you never use, you know, perfumes that you're never going to wear, um, why don't we all just kind of a little bit group together and get you a night away in a hotel? You need a little bit of downtime so it was him it was actually Mike that gave me the kind of little nudge to start this so I jumped on that I was like yeah that's gonna be amazing I'm totally doing that so instead of waiting till January um I said why don't I take a pre so a couple of them grouped in together and they kind of got me a a voucher for the marker hotel in town and I said I'm actually going to use it before Christmas because I want to see the Christmas lights and, and kind of enjoy the bit of the lead up to the Christmas um, so like that's so that's all I booked it not. I think I cried the entire time I was packing my bag um, I think I talked to Mike myself out of it I was like I'll cancel I'll postpone this is ridiculous what am I doing this is the most selfish why am I leaving this poor little child she won't know where I am. She's going to be looking for me. She's going to think that mommy has abandoned her. Mike's going to have the worst night of his life with her. I'm going to come back. He's going to be broken. The whole house is going to be like, for the sake of this one night away, this is like horrible. This is a horrible, selfish, yucky thing to do. And Mike was like, come on, you know, slap you across the face. He's like, you're grand, go. It's just 20. No, he did not smack her across the face. They're getting us both cancelled already. I told you. <laughs> Mike is the nicest man ever. Mike's cute. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. He was just like, "Come on, Dara. Yeah, I, yeah. Snap out of it. Wake yeah. up. Snap out of it. It's twenty-four hours. You will be back this time tomorrow. You're wasting your time already. Like by crying. Worst case scenario, I have a terrible night. I'll go to sleep when you come home, and you know." everything is going to be okay the world's not nearly kind of like you're not as important as you think you are a pet right (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be falling down like the most important person in this house and if i leave the whole place is gonna just crawl around but that's what that mom horrible mom guilt is is that no one can survive without me here and i'm so selfish anyway so look that's kind of like a kind of a like it wasn't as quite as bad as that, but I definitely was feeling rough, and I was not enjoying the lead up to it. I was packing my bag, and I think I was really nervous. I think I texted Mike. I think I pulled the car in twice, going, "Are we sure about this? Are we sure how's she doing? How's she doing? I can, there's still time for me to come back, like all this kind of stuff." And he was like, "Dara, just go, enjoy yourself. Everything's going to be fine." So I checked into the Mark Hotel. I think I cried checking in and the woman gave me a hug. <laughs> she was like, you've got your birthday. I was dead. I was like, I was straw, but the, you know, the emotions and all are very high. Yeah. And I think within 10 minutes of me closing that hotel room and unpacking my little bits and pieces around the place, You're I brought like, all my face. What kids? I was I like, have what a kid? What husband? What kids? Like, grand. I think I, I, I had uh, I had room service on the way and I was like already binging Netflix, you know, and I was like, oh my God, this 
feels good. This feels really good. This feels like I, yeah, I needed this. I needed this a lot. Um, and funny enough, well, actually, I'll park this for now, but remind me to go back to this again later about what happens when you do take that night away and what goes into your mind. But we'll, we'll come back to that because I won't I won't dwell down there but then you get the stress of how do I spend my time the most efficient way that I could possibly back that so um but then Mike was texting me and he was like she's grand she is fine here if anything we're getting on better because you're because it, it is a weird kind of dynamic Daddy's, I, I can't speak for everybody. I, I'm obviously, I, all of this is just a personal experience. Sure. I can't say yeah. your husband, your wife, your thing, your kid, blah, blah, blah. But our personal experience is that Mike and Maeve get on much better when I'm not in the picture. Like when, when him and her are around, they laugh and they joke and she's grand. If I'm even upstairs or she knows I'm in, it's like, mommy, 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 whatever. And I can come sometimes come in from work and I can put the key in the door and I can hear them laughing and joking and having a great time. And I walk into that room and she's like, mommy. And he's like, we were just having the great, we were having the best time. And then he just walked into that, he just walked into the room and everything went to poop. <laughs> so, and I've witnessed that. And it's so funny because I actually, now I don't know, I don't quote me on this, but I was, I was um, tagged in an Instagram link to uh, an Australian radio interview thing where they did a research and it showed that kids behavior gets worse by 800 percent when a mom walks into the room now I, that sounds a little bit clickbaity to me that does sound a little bit like don't quote me on that but i have witnesses <laughs> no i mean know. look i have to, i have to say i mean you know i i my my friend um has two kids and I, Lisa and I have looked after her kids, you know, numerous times and she, you know, she's has a busy job and me and the kids would be having the crack, having the laugh, yeah. playing games, you know, having so much fun. And then I mommy and then I realized mommy was the way. she would walk in the door and it would oh just be like, oh my God, you left me. I didn't actually realize that she weren't here until you came back yeah. and how dare you. And, and, poor, <laughs> and I would just be looking, poor, you know, poor Lisa would be coming in wrecked from work and, and she'd have to, and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to tip oh to guys because yeah. I you know, like, but yeah, it, I didn't. Do, I, mean, I, I didn't I, do this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, but do you know what? Like, I suppose again, and and again, I don't really hundred percent know the the psychology psychology around this. But what what often is said is that when a child acts like that, it's because they feel the most safe with the with you, so they can be most yeah. themselves. Not not that Maeve doesn't feel the most safe with Mike or that or whatever, but it's no, just no, it's just yeah, another it's, okay, it's yeah. just a different energy that 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 comes in, and they have an opportunity to just whatever stresses that they may have had had throughout the day, you know, like the remote control didn't press at the time they needed to or whatever, right? You know, whatever stresses yeah, children exactly. have, you know, but just yeah, 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 their version, of stress, their version of a stressful life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, so. Able release it when mommy comes home you know so yeah yeah so that's what it is and actually that was the first time that we had realized I don't need to be there <laughs> like it's like things are actually Mike has this completely under control and she loves it so I went and I did my night away and I came back like like a goddess from like the heavens I was like I was ready I was patient I wasn't like, sorry, what? 
you know, yeah. like, do you think? What do you think? <laughs> you know, like, get off me. I'm tapping out. I was like, okay, so we're having a tantrum. That's fine. Because I'm so zen right now. Do you know what I mean? Lasted about 20 minutes, but then, but your luck. Beats <laughs> must. But the most important thing, and this is not guaranteed, is I slept. But it's not about the fact that I got it. It was the on, un- it was my first time of I actually got an uninterrupted night's sleep. That isn't always the case. I will go into a bit more too. It's not always guaranteed that you're going to have the most stress, lovely, free. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you can't sleep. And that's really frustrating because it's like I have this opportunity to do it and I can't do it. But the key is your uninterrupted sleep is your own fault. It's <laughs> no, not getting called in in the middle of the night, you know, not being asked to pull up a blanket, you know, wipe a nose, go to a toilet, whatever. It's if you can't sleep, you know, you're like, but it's okay because I'm still, I'm on my own and, you know, I'll be fine. I'm still resting. You know, I'm still lying here. But I slept like, God, I just was like sleeping that night and I just woke up and I remember waking up the next morning going, oh, like, have I slept in? Like, what? Like, I, I grabbed my phone. I was like, oh my God, I've slept in. What's happening? Because I just I hadn't slept like that before. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's so important. And when I, well, yeah, well, again, we'll go into it a bit more. But when I, when I tell people, you know, that I'm doing these things and I can see their face, in some ways, I actually feel like some, some parents or moms, especially, feel like they need to be struggling or something to be like, I'm really doing this properly or something I don't know again I don't know I can't don't quote me on that but it's just like you can you deserve you need this at the time so look that that was my first like soiree into it I know yeah no I totally know what you mean about about moms though I think you know I think there is so much pressure from social media and things like that to sort of suggest that if you're not running around and having a million different things to do then you're not doing doing the mom doing it right yeah yes, yeah exactly and um and there's a lot of I mean there's so much mom guilt but there's mom guilt as well in the sense of you know not sharing with friends or family when things are going well because you don't want to kind of like you know make other people feel bad <laughs> it's, it's the mom guilt thing the mom guilt thing is fascinating like it is it comes from I mean, even today, uh, a, a friend of mine texted and her friend, obviously we're, we're digressing here, Lever, but just to show how this kind of happens, her little one has a, a foot that's turning in because they were using scooters too much and they were only using one foot. To this day, I've been stressing about the fact that Maeve doesn't use a scooter, where actually I think, you know, I did it. They, the physio was saying it's probably best not to do a scooter. You know, all this kind of stuff. You're always doubting yourself. You're always questioning what you're doing. And so to this, up until today, I thought I've let Maeve down by not having her on a scooter. And now I heard I actually did the right thing because over yeah. scootering is like, so you just, you just, you think you can't win. You just can't yeah. win. But yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a separate note. So the mom guilt thing stopped me for a long time doing this. It's going to stop a lot of women from doing it. And I'm here to say, We'll talk about it as more, but it's not the end of the world if you take a little bit of a break. Yes. So, yeah. So Brilliant. that's how it started. That was, that was the first time. And, um, yeah, I came back and the Christmas then period after that was just really, really good. And she started sleeping better. And I just feel like I was less uptight. 
yeah. and things just kind of started to settle and yeah so so that was the start of it anyway so that's how Amazing. I got into it and you know like it's probably good for Mike as well because you know when you were saying I was crying and la la I was like then did, did he think you needed a break or did he need a break <laughs> Well, I, I think I think he was eye rolling. Like I think he never rolled his eyes as much as I've seen anyone roll their eyes. It's like oh, you've got to be actually kidding me. Like you know, I can't win here. <laughs> Do you know, I'm doing my best, and it's still you're still an emotional wreck. Like so, <laughs> please leave. <laughs> I think he was like, guys, we have to get her out of my face. Yeah, but you know what? And that's thing I mean you know I think we need to change up so like women are thinking they're so guilty if they feel guilty or they need to, to leave to get out but also you know there is an element boys are boys at the end of the day right and you know when the when when they were oh. kids and their mom and dad went away and they had a free gaff and they got to like sit around and you know scratch their balls and what watch whatever they exactly. want to watch on the TV like, and drink cringe. beer. And he was like, golf, golf, golf. He was like, get that golf on. Get that bloody, th- that dirt is let me watch. Like, but also that he gets to bond, have bond with Maeve as well and have fun. And, oh, um, yeah. you know, like it's it's nice time that, 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 that people get to have one-on-one time with their children as well. And I think that's, that's really important, important yeah. too, that, you know. Yeah. It's um, really important. Yeah, but also, and we will touch on this as well. I mean, obviously, you have a kind of a quid pro quo situation as well. So, I mean, you know, as as much as you enjoy your nights away, you know, you 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 know, he he also gets the opportunity to do that, and that's what's so lovely about a relationship where you both are grown up adults who trust each other, respect each other, love each other, and appreciate the time that you spend together, but also relish the time that you get to spend apart. You know, I mean, that's what the beauty of this is, and I think, you know, when people who I've kind of mentioned sometimes talked out in company talking about the podcast or whatever. And you kind of see the couples there who kind of bristle at the idea of like one of them going away. And, and you're kind of thinking like, there's a trust issue there. And actually it's yeah. not about the person wanting to go away by themselves. It's actually, there's some trust problems there that need to be discussed. I that need to be talked about. 100%. Yeah. 100%. This isn't just a, oh, mommy, get away. Daddy needs his break time too. So, like, I can't I can't emphasize how correct you are on that one because Mike also gets his nights away. Now, his nights away are different to mine. We both have different needs um, of what we want or what we prefer uh, a solo. I like a pampering kind of a spa thing. Yeah. Yeah, so like like that, Mike, it's not just a one-way street. Um, Mike has his little ways of, he needs his own time too. Everyone has their own kind of version of what their ideal kind of own solo time is. Mm. We have a little uh, family. My dad came from Cavan um, and we still kind of have a family house up in Cavan at, at the moment. And Mike loves to escape up there. And his is very much a kind of a hiking you know, um, swimming fishing. in the lake, kind of fishing. Well, he'll say fishing, but I'm not sure he does so much of that. <laughs> but if the boys ask, yeah, absolutely fishing. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that kind of, like that kind of... Man cave. Uh, a lot, just a kind of a man cave. So he's got like his little man cave up there. Very little phone signal, very little Wi-Fi signal. He sits down by the lake, he lights a little campfire, he'll just sit and you know all that kind of stuff he does his own little thing but 
on both sides of the equation, when we talk to people about this, or say, Mike's like, I'm actually heading away up to uh, Cavan for a few nights um, just to have a bit of time, or I say I'm going to a hotel on my own, you can actually nearly see people's cogs going in their head and a little brain bubble thought process of, oh God, Darren, Mike are in trouble. Yeah. The poor things are going, really? Oh, well, and why? And the kind of, Mike must have, Mike must have a, a thing on the side up there or Dara must be, like, it's awful. And like, it's nothing to do with that. And we have such trust on each other. Like, we know that we're doing this to make, now, <laughs> I love, I'm not saying I'm a relationship expert. I'm not saying this is what everybody needs to do. But, but you were saying but about we that. very much communicated. Mm-hmm. We were saying about Sorry. Dr. Peter McGraw, Dr. Peter McGraw, and kind of like yeah. relationship by design, and how you know yeah. Dr. Peter McGraw was on a previous episode talking about how we in you know modern days design our own relationships, and not a relationship that is deemed by society, but a relationship that works the best for the two people That's that are true. in that relationship. I I listened to that episode. The other day oh my god I could have listened to you talk for hours because I just think it's not just like you guys were kind of focused on the, the 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 single kind of journey in life but I think what his theories are saying goes across everything I think it applies to marriage as well I think it applies to the family life as well I mean I think everyone's on an escalator. I don't think anybody is on this one, like only if you're a solo person, you're on the solo relationship escalator. I think we're on a marriage escalator. Mm -hmm. And I think everything, and I love the way you talked about being sexy or whatever, you know, defining your solo status or your relationship status being sexy. I think now I could, <laughs> I'm laughing because I could be divorced in 10 years looking back at this going, I was so naive. <laughs> but I think myself and Mike, kind of have this very much understanding of our best approach is to recognize that we're really good together little we have a great little team partnership but we're also really good to be apart every now and again and missing somebody mm. is really key like for Mike to go away for a couple of days by the time he comes back I'm like dying for him to get back and when I go away for a night more so because he's like hand me over to me <laughs> like here's me but no but we miss each other and then we're like two kids running around the house going oh what, what you do and what how was your day and it kind of is a nice release and we both work from home he has his own company so he's been working at home like way before COVID happened I was on maternity leave and he was you know, he was starting his own business and he was working from home. So we had this extra year of working together constantly and being around each other all the time. And we found a way of communicating about that and being like, we are so good together, but we are also so good apart for a brief period of time. And let's enjoy that. And let's find that way of releasing the tension because let's face it, like life is pretty hard. And the majority of, a majority of us, we're not living these trailblazing life it's very mundane it's very monotonous it's kind of routine you get up you go to work you make breakfast you clean the dishes you put the dish you know and that can take a toll on somebody's and, and that's definitely not sexy <laughs> so, so like to introduce these periods of time where you're just like 
just just take a breather take two days away three yeah. days away whatever it means to be we're on a life journey together and we need to find a way to be really good together in a sustainable way mm. and find our own path now like i said it's not for everybody it's not i'm, I'm not going to say that i'm a relationship expert or a marriage expert or like i said before but it's just what works for us and it but I think it is. Mean, I think it should be. But Sarah, I think it should be. But I think it nearly should be for everybody, and that's the thing. And I, I think that's what you know, where we talk, talk, where I talk a little bit about society changing, and you know, it's it's madness to me because I've kind of come so far onto the other side. But when, um, you know, it was madness to me when I talked about my solo travel journey that people would look at me and be like, "What? You're going where? Why would you do it? What is it? You know?" And I'm like, "Well, of course, you know, because I'm negative." Yeah, but also, what talking about how society needs to change around, you know, how we choose to have sex, how we choose to date, how we choose to have our children, how we choose to parent our children, whatever it is that we want to do, society needs to stop judging. And I think that's what you were saying there—that these, 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 these kind of like, judgments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, something like what you described there sounds incredibly smart. Sounds like two incredibly you know, um, you know, people who are in love and understand each other, care about one another and, and as you say, are looking for that longevity in your relationship and are, you know, but also I think it's really important to note, you know, that you guys do work from home the majority of the time you're spending, you yeah. know, 24 hours in each other's company, you have a small child, you both have, you know, high pressure jobs in finance, but also mm-hmm. we live in a world now where, our jobs are never done. So, you know, and, and it's, again, this is not a mother versus a father thing. You're both in the home. Yeah. So whenever you take a break, I, I know myself, I work from home. If I take an hour break when I'm teaching, lecturing or whatever, I'm going into the kitchen, I'm emptying the dishwasher, I'm putting a wash on, I'm folding up my clothes, I'm sweeping the floor. I'm not having a break. I'm like doing housework, right? And And that's just me living on my own. So like we never really have that downtime so for you or for Mike or Mike going away to his man cave or for you going to a a hotel getting into your robe and slippers ordering room service and just allowing yourself to feel like a princess when you often don't feel like a princess because we're so going through that mundane mundanity of life like that's just as important you know in terms of you getting to feel sexy getting to feel like yourself getting to feel powerful again because we we get so reduced over like lots and lots of like menial little tasks that become so routine that we start to lose parts of ourselves and forget the life of luxury that we that we like to enjoy as well right yeah 100% but Ariana like that it doesn't need to even be luxury like yes okay I know I'm, I'm kind of nearly eye rolling myself so just to date, it's just the way it's happened. I do it as a present. So instead of getting presents, I get people to voucher me and yeah. they'll kind of nearly talk about it among themselves. And I'll I'll get like a 20 euro voucher here for a, a hotel and, and they'll kind of it'll build up and it'll build up and it adds up and then suddenly I have enough for a nice night away. That's obviously not going to be the case for everybody. It just happens to be what my family recognise that I love and that they're doing for me and they're helping me do it. Not everyone's going to be able to maybe 
do that like I mean it's, everyone's not going to be getting vouchers all the time and it's like just for my 40th that happened to get like one particular voucher for a five-star hotel and it's very funny how that wipes it up very quickly <laughs> but you get one very very special night away it doesn't need to be luxury it doesn't need to be glamour I would stay honestly I would stay in a roadside motel that just had a wi-fi that I could watch like Netflix on my phone and you know I come to you a lot yeah. don't I yeah. if I can't if I'm not doing a hotel you're my little haven and I yeah. come and this is how I ended up on your podcast probably because <laughs> we had a couple glasses of wine but you know I come to your house and your little house is a haven for me it doesn't need to be a hotel it just no. needs to be a space yeah it absolutely. doesn't have like, oh but surely obviously she can afford like I'm I just happen to have been going to lovely places but I, as I said, would just go to, and you know, some people say, well, I'll just go over to my mom's house for a night. I just don't think that's sufficient enough of a break. I think no. you need to switch. And a lot of people be like, oh, I prefer to go away with a friend and have fun. But then I just think you're talking about your life with that person. Yeah, you absolutely. end up not breaking off. Mm. You're now in a situation where you're, like chatting about your life you're chatting about your kids you're chatting about your work you're like so you are engaged still in your life you haven't disconnected yeah no I think it is I think it is and I think this obviously the solo concept is is the idea of going away on your own and yeah you know but I remember you know a while back you kind of messaging me and saying you know I'd love to come over but is it okay if I have a bath and I was kind of like okay sure you know like of course you can have a bath if you want (laughs) I was like do you not want to talk to me and have some you were like I do I do but I just want some time on my own you know and I I love you enough and I knew that you did understand that yeah, 100%. So. I don't even think you did have the bath though. I think we just lashed into I the did. Okay, <laughs> You know you can. But I think that's yeah, you know that you that, that some people um you know there there are affordable options and I think as you said if it if it's something that is something that you kind of feel is a, is a luxury then yeah do ask for it as presents or ask for it as gifts yeah. or find a way there's different ways um, to do it yeah absolutely and actually you know be a shameless plug for the sponsor of the podcast uh Seafield Hotel Spa Resort but they are offering it's 168 euros for an overnight stay with bed and breakfast with a three course evening meal and access to their spa for that as well and you know that is certainly affordable and I think you know that was something that we were going to touch on as well that I think for you over the years of you doing this you find it a little bit difficult that hotels you know how wonderful it is that that Seafield is doing this I think Seafield are ahead of the game here I think there's a niche in the market that has been so gapingly neglected and because when I go to do this stuff I feel like I'm nearly getting punished for being solo I've been like having to pay or having to pay the premium for a couple sharing a room the special offers are for two people going for dinner and you know I'm nearly kind of compensating for the fact that I am on my own I learned to be clever with the system and the beauty of doing these solo journeys is that you can of a random Thursday when your partner and yourself are so communicating, you can be like, listen, I'm, tonight I'm going to get onto a hotel and I'm going to find a last minute deal and I'll file an offer. 
not everyone has that choice. Not everyone's going to be able to just up the sticks and go because they might not have a, a partner that's able to be flexible or whatever. I, I just happen to have that. But up to now, I haven't found the deals. The packages have been for girls' nights away, mm. like pampering packages for like you know girls nights or if there's a mom package it tends to be a mom-to-be package rather than a mom who just needs a mental health break so it's more like oh we'll give you a a pregnancy massage I don't know I don't want I don't want that I just want I'm a mom but I like I just want to have a night away so it's very much in kind of couples retreats or yeah, you know, couples massages or friends, girls. So a hotel that can actually acknowledge the fact that the solo journey thing and the solo mental health thing of people just getting away from their lives for just a minute in time and just reconnecting with themselves and just checking in. And also you don't have to check in, you can just check out. You don't have to be like sitting in your bed going, so where am I am? You can, you can do a whole where am I in life and I'm how like you know how am I feeling how am I or you can literally just watch Netflix for like five hours in a row and catch up on a show that you don't have a chance to do so it doesn't need to be this world oh my god so I found myself in the hotel room I was just like you know I've solved all the problems in the world you could just actually just lie there and just be like happy <laughs> and just and so you know you just don't need to just like doesn't want to be so serious you know just be like you just catching up on a show that you don't have a chance to because life is getting in the way or whatever and so now yeah. you can actually talk to somebody about a show that they're all ahead of you and now you can be like oh yeah I saw that yeah. Uh, so yeah that's yeah. it so there's different versions of how it is and to be honest I have different versions of what my night's away are when yeah, I do it because I think you were getting that you were going to come back to that like so talk to us a little bit about that yeah so like so come back to the marker the first night that I did it so now I'm in the hotel room and I'm like okay it's Christmas time and I'm finally away I have I probably by the time I checked in and stopped crying <laughs> <laughs> it was probably you know and this is the annoying thing again because you don't check in till three o'clock but you have to check out by 10 o'clock so you do have limited time sometimes they do a, and i think actually if possible they should actually do a two night because it's really the second night that i've done it a couple of times where i've actually gone for two yeah. if there's a special package deal and the second night is the one that you're really kind of now starting to relax mm. because the first night is not Essentially, I'm not going to put it out there that it's straight away, easy peasy, because you're still battling a little bit of the guilt. You're worried about what's going on at home. Your partner, like, thank God for Mike, is always usually texting me going, everything's fine. And I don't know if he's lying to me just so I can relax. So I'm not fully, you know, you know, it's because of my trust. I'm totally. But I'm like, he would, I'm, he's so kind that he'd probably say everything's fine. That, and it's not, but it is. It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, but so I'm, by the time I battle that, then now I'm in the hotel room. And I'm like, oh god, should I be down in the pool? Should I be relaxing in the pool? Should I be in the spa? Should I be in a bathrobe watching Netflix? Should I be exploring the beautiful grounds of this five star hotel that I happen to be getting into? Am I wasting my time? Like, and so it nearly becomes the next thing 
that you start worrying about. So it's not a hundred percent like you know, should I be getting room service or should I be going down and experiencing the gorgeous food yeah. and the ambiance? So I have had different versions of the solo night. I have had hotels where I don't leave the hotel room for 24 hours. So I I, I stopped that. I parked that. I had that the first time. And I was like, I'm not going to do this to myself every time I go away. That I'm going to be so stressed about my, maximizing my efficiency sure, of sure. levels of relaxation. I'm going to make a decision before I go. So that would be a big tip of what I would say to a person before they do it, if they're going to do it, which I think they absolutely should. Decide in advance if it's going to be, I just want to switch the world off, lock that door and watch TV. And I'm going to have a bath and I'm going to do face masks and I'm going to that. Or I'm going to actually go out into the world and be in town and enjoy being in the city like don't wait until you're in the hotel room to make a decision about how you feel that you need to kind of experience this time because if you're in there you're kind of like oh my god i'm running out of time already i have to go back to my life in like a couple of hours (laughs) so um, so i would say yeah i've had gorgeous experiences every time and it's not for everybody but it is lovely to get dressed up mm. and go down especially if you're in especially if it's an offer if you're doing at like the seafield offer there which is fantastic mm. i would now love i would take that time i would get a little bit dressed up you know go down and the beauty of it's not i know a lot of people are nervous about this dining alone thing I don't think I've really ever had that because I've I've travelled and lived abroad so much. I've found myself in a living or a situation where I've had to kind of eat on my own. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have eaten. So I kind of, okay. But I do understand that it's not for everybody. It feels weird um, sitting sometimes in a restaurant, sitting on your own and everyone else is in couples. But the one thing I will say is that when you go down to that dining room table and you feel dressed up and you have a little bit of makeup on because you probably haven't worn makeup in like three weeks or whatever because of whatever, you feel good. And then the waiters and the waitresses absolutely love a solo eater in these hotels. They have such a crack with you. They, I have found, I have found situations where I'm getting a little tour of the kitchen that... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> everyone gets. I have. I, I was. I was in. I'm gonna. I roll up myself here now. I was in the K Club <laughs> on one of these nights, and I know I send. But it. It does. As I said, it doesn't have to be all these special places. But it just, um, we're like we'll bring out this special dessert wine that we only bring out for certain kind wow. of. You know, on your own, and you're having fun, and and you've been so engaged with us and they kind of connect with you more because when you're in a couple or in a group group, you don't get to talk to the, the, the staff, like, you know, the people who are being so kind to you so much. But when you're on your own, they really kind of like have the bit of crack. They'll have a crack with you and they'll have a bit of a joke or whatever and they'll make your night really special. So it actually ends up being a really, really nice night and I remember one of the five one of the four I think it was whatever I think it was any time I was like I'll bring a book down and I didn't 
I didn't bring a book down. Sometimes I do. Sometimes yeah. I bring a book down yeah. or sometimes I listen to, sometimes I listen to a podcast, sometimes I listen to Ariana's podcast <laughs> plug <laughs> um, while I'm eating so that I can just be eating my dinner and I'm not, I don't really want to engage with people. Mm. I just want to enjoy and be the, the ambiance. But other times I just sat back and I watched, I've people watched. I've always loved people watching. That's been a, mm. a big, a love of mine is to sit in a public space and just be like, what's going on there? Mm. Like, who, what are they talking about? And it's fascinating for me. So I did that in a couple of different places where I didn't get dressed up and go down. And the likes of the Seafields place is perfect for that because when I went to these places and I did take the chance to go down to the thing, there was a table set for two and I was kind of in the middle of the room because they assumed that I had another person with me because maybe the reception hadn't quite connected with the, the restaurant and they made an assumption that I was going to be there with the partner. So I'm, I am now sitting in a table set, but like when it's, destined for one person a solo experience like the like seafield and i think that would be absolutely exactly what i've been looking for <laughs> i just haven't yeah, had a, absolutely. Have a massive niche. there is a massive niche for that yeah absolutely and you know like it's i think you know you and i share a love of food we are massive foodies we we regularly go out and treat ourselves to meals together don't know what you're talking about i'm so scared <laughs> <laughs> but um, we love we love a good meal right but you see the thing oh, about it is when really you're so into your food and you get to go to have a lovely meal like that by yourself you get to really relish in the food that you're eating and I, I yes. a friend of mine went and had a tasting menu recently with a friend of hers who isn't a foodie and she said to me I just don't think I'd go away with um, she said I just don't think I'd do a tasting menu with this particular person again because she said when the food arrived the waiter put it down and then this person's friend just started carrying on the conversation like waffling away about whatever and and you know my friend was just like no 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 we need a moment we need a moment here to like not talk to look at the food to smell it to to understand what each and to, to discuss the food that we're eating we, we don't talk about our lives now this is not what's happening we're having a tasting menu <laughs> and i would laugh i totally get it i i absolutely but i think you know sometimes you know, when you are on your own, you get to just really like relish and, really relish and enjoy and, and, you know, sit at the bar and order a martini and chat to the bartender. And, and you know, one of the really, I always credit James Cavanaugh with this, but James Cavanaugh has always sort of um, promoted the idea of like ordering the dessert to your room if you're staying in a hotel. So you can kind of like have- Oh, you breakfast. told me that actually. Yeah. We so, did like, that the yeah, you're like, we're, doing, we're doing the dessert in the room. I was like, what's this notion? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have the dessert in the room. Get into your PJs. You know, like eating your lovely dessert with a glass of wine by the bed. Um, as you're like watching your show, or whatever. There's so many lovely things. I love, love that. And and I was trying to think earlier. There was something I wanted to say, which is when you were talking about the mic thing. I I know, like, as your friend as well. You know, since Maeve has been born. You know, I remember a couple of times you had sort of said about going away and I had said to you, look, I, I'll come over and I'll mind Maeve and why don't you and Mike go away together? And you were like, no, you're not getting it. Like, I love Mike. And 
I spend all my time with Mike. So this is a time for me to get away. And it's not. And yet you do. You do have your weekends and you do have your holidays and all of that kind of thing. Um, but I remember being like, oh, yeah, shit. Sorry. Of course. You know, of course, this is what yeah. you, you this is. This is this is your time to indulge. Yeah, because it's um, different. It is different. Not that not everyone does it. So people kind of un- don't really understand it per se. But I think it's going to be the norm. Yes. Like, I think it's going yes. to be something that people need yeah, to Yeah, and it is, you know, as you say, with the Seafield offer, you know, it is it is really great. I, I totally empathise with, you know, as someone who, who travelled a, a lot on my own and travelled on my own, you know, coming into a restaurant and they will say, you know, and I'll be like, table for one, and they'll be like, just one, just one of you, you know. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, I have friends. Yes. I do. And I used to I do be embarrassed. Friends. I used to be a bit embarrassed, but I, I very quickly learned to not be embarrassed. I actually learned very quickly to be quite proud and to repeat back yeah just me I'm you know solo and they'd be like okay but then you know if in Italy or in France or whatever it's a sort of flustered waiter then having to kind of clear the extra setting away from the table that is inevitably set up for two and you know I think it it, again goes back to a societal thing that you know not everybody's going to come into the restaurant with another person or so like definitely need to see more restaurants setting up tables for one because you so very very in the middle of the room like not everyone wants to be in the middle of the room when they're on their own they want to be sidelined a little bit they can watch yeah. the room but not be parked like right dead center not yeah. that would bother me too much but I could understand why that might stop but yeah. just park going harping back to the Mike and me thing and the, like don't get it wrong I don't want anyone to be like we we just came back from the Lake District there we had a family holiday absolutely loved it now obviously we chose the wettest place in the world coming from the wettest place in the world. So it wasn't perfect, but it's our kind of holiday. We love the cosy kind of the fireplaces, going out for walks and um, coming back to a fire, getting snug and warm in our lovely little cottage, whatever, in the likes of that. But even within a holiday, we, we it, was two, it was two weeks, it was two week holiday. And Maeve, our daughter, had the best time ever, but we're so good at tag teaming. We can have these glorious times together, make these fantastic memories as a family, as a whole, but still recognize that even within a holiday, that person deserves a little bit of time away. So I think I came out a little bit better on this one. Mike went on his day. He had multiple, well, we both had multiple different times. I had like a spa day. He had, uh, uh, he'll he'll fully admit it. Probably just sleep in bed a day because he was wrecked. That's fine. That's what he wanted. But one of his days was a hike up a beautiful trek up the Lake Windermere Hills, and it was torrential rain. It was like even his waterproofs were like wet. Like he got up to this top of this epic view place, and all he could see was rain and mist. And he was texting me from it, going, "I think the view from here could be." very special (laughs) but oh well but then I got to go to my day off was a lunch in a lovely restaurant I won't like you know but we still within you know you can still have a holiday with your family and still have your little space within the holiday because I don't think it needs to be so because he 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 laughs. He'll say, "Oh, I, I love um, I love holidays, but it's kind of twenty four seven babysitting." Because <laughs> you know the crash for us, a crash is the holiday. <laughs> work work is easy. Going to the office is easy. 
golden holidays sorry but I just can I just say that when when speaking of you know I mean you know she went to a Michelin star restaurant and had a beautiful tasting right? I, did, like, okay, I, okay. I just was it's like okay. oh my god everyone okay no, listen Dara you work hard for your money this is a podcast you don't have to sell you don't have to apologize for the life that you live at the end of the day you know we all get to do the things that we want to do some people like to spend money on designer handbags some people like to you know give money to charity some people like to do and we all do those things as well if we want to but your thing my thing we love Michelin and it's just a treat and it's you know something that is like a luxury that happens very occasionally but you know I introduced at the top of the air about how you make me belly laugh and I received a text message when I was out in public and um, uh, Dara messaged me about this particular restaurant that she was in (laughs) she said said, oh my god I really wish you were here I miss you so much this is the most amazing meal ever you would absolutely love it and she said Seaweed fucking custard, I'd eat it off a poisoned leg. <laughs> I know, I saw, I saw <laughs> seaweed custard. It sounds so vile. Okay, just it's it was Long Club or whatever in the Lake District. One of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. It's a two Michelin star. But they do the same <laughs> where they don't show you the menu. You can't you, you can look at the menu. Or you can choose not to. So I didn't look at the menu and I let them tell me <laughs> as they came what was happening at each course. And I was getting on so well with the staff. Like they just were like at this stage now, they were just like this girl's crack. Like she's just, yeah. and we can mess with her or whatever. So eventually this <laughs> this course came in. I'm like, so this is seaweed custard. And they just paused and they knew that my face was going to be like, Sorry, do I have to? <laughs> I don't like. Can you can you take a pass? <laughs> I don't really want to see custard. Like stale orange in the duck in the bath or whatever. You, it blew my absolute mind. I was right. like, this is one of the best things I've ever tasted in my entire life. So it's like that. It's like if I had seen it, if I had read the menu before. <laughs> I'm pretty open. The text message came to me, to me, and I just like burst out laughing in the middle of wherever I was, and kind of everybody looked at me because it made me laugh like so loudly when I read this message. It was such a typical diary thing to say, um, but yeah, like I mean. You're so right. And I love and admire you guys for that. I love and admire both you and Mike and your relationship and the 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 love and care that you give to one another to be able to, uh, you know, allow you guys to have these days. And I think, you know, it's important. This is a really important podcast for people to, to hear because I think we need to stop feeling guilty. We need to stop feeling like if we want to do something on our own, it means we don't love our partner. We need to stop feeling if we want to get away from our kid that we don't. Yeah, exactly. It's not about that. We have long, long lives. And as you say, there is a mundanity that can kind of come to it. And it's important that wherever we can find joy, wherever we can find happiness, whatever that joy or happiness looks like for you. And again, obviously, different price points, different budgets, all of those kinds of things, completely appreciate all of that. But it's like pockets of joy that need to be enjoyed by people. And in yeah. doing, and I, like, there's no, for me, there's no greater joy than doing something on my own. I absolutely love it. I have so many friends. I have so many family members. I've got lots of people to do lots of things with, and I regularly do. But when I'm on my own, 
I'm so free. I'm happy and I enjoy it. And it's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a privilege to be able to do that, but it's a privilege to be able to, um, to enjoy it as well. You know, like, but it's, it's not like, it's not even just myself and Mike in marriage with kids. Like I got this, I got the lovely opportunity to work in Tokyo when I was working and like, or when we were like, no, well, when we were not free and single, we were still together. But I got an opportunity to go to Tokyo, and yet again, everyone was like, "Don't go to Japan. Why are you going to Japan? Because you lose this person in your life. Why would you ever chance that?" And I was like, "If a partner can't support you, if you're because imposter syndrome is an awful bad thing," and. Yeah, so they were like, why would you risk your relationship to go to Tokyo? And it wasn't even about that. Like, I was doing it for our relationship. At that stage, myself and Mike had been together for a long time. But the amount of people that said, oh, if you go to Japan, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose Mike or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't think that's what a relationship should be about. I mean, it's hard enough. We all stand our own way. Mm. all the time especially I think you know I I did a talk about imposter syndrome um, for International Women's Day we all stand in our own way but if you stand in your own way and you talk yourself out but now you have to talk your partner out of your way then I just don't think that that's really and that applies to everything that applies for even these nights away if you approach your partner you know, I really love a night, a night away and they're like mm, but we need you here or whatever as I said I'm not Mm-hmm. I'm not inclined to be like what's right or wrong for everybody but that's a hard pass for me like I knew that myself and Mike could survive me going to Tokyo and we had a conversation ourselves and we knew what our situation was but society was like you're going to Tokyo on your own you're leaving Mike behind now it's so funny because he'll be on the po- podcast going and then she just left me <laughs> But no, it was but like it was. But like, let's just be clear as well. It was for a year. I mean, it wasn't just that you were going to It was always going to be a let's just see how it goes, and I'll go over first. You come over to visit me if you like it here. You have an opportunity to maybe either find a job here or take. He was he was you know well qualified in um, accountancy. You know he, you know he could have maybe got a job or he could have taken a sabbatical and just stayed with me for a little while and enjoyed the free ride in Tokyo, whatever it may be. I was never going to put Japan over my relationship. As soon as one of us was like, I can't do it, I was going to be like immediately pull out. But I couldn't believe the amount of people that were like, oh, what are you doing? Like you're you're risking something so so major. And I was just thinking, if that's all it takes to lose somebody, then I'd rather kind of know now. And we got through it. And I, I, there's so many things that I'm like, we've gotten through all these things together. Like, we know what our love language is. We know what our relationship is. We know what we trust in each other. And it works for us. And we can be a part and be okay and I just kind of feel like if you don't feel like you can be apart for a night or two like I just yeah I just don't know as I said I'm not 
a relationship expert. But, but I, I mean, I just look, feel but like people, but some people say, you know, I could never. I love them so much, I can't be apart. But that is, there's an element of codependency there. You know, I think, like, I think of course, there's no, there's, there's no. There's no one that could question your your and Mike's love for one another. You completely love each other, and as you said, it only makes it stronger. It only makes the passion come. You know, when you kind of come back to each other and you see each other again, it's so exciting. And, and you know, absence make the hearts grow fonder, and all of those kinds of things. So it adds all of these different elements to it. And I'm really conscious of time because we are like two busy mates who would sit here and chat for hours. Oh, and I was, I, honestly, I was so I was so nervous coming on this. I was- like how is Ariana going to drag out a stupid interview with me, Miss <laughs> Nobody? Well, I mean, and I think, and I'm gonna. I know you're gonna be such a popular guest. So we're gonna have to get you back on at some point and talk about Tokyo and talk about Japan and moving there and all of the things. Oh, you have a feeling you were like, who is this person talking about five star hotels the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, not at all. I, I think you know, need to be in the big book. It can be it can be a small thing. No, absolutely. And look, listen, we you know the said Seaping Hotel and Spa Resort are sponsoring this episode. They're sponsoring future episodes. Um, you know, oh, not, so I'm I'm Seafield, I'll be on to you. <laughs> I'll be calling you within the next couple of weeks. You will hear me. Do I get a special Good. discount? Their investment has already paid dividends, um, you know, hundred percent. Um I will Yeah, no, look, it's been it's been so amazing to come on and to hear you talk about the important aspect of designing your own relationship and making sure that you find time for both yourself and for your partner, making both a happier home life for you, for him, for your child, and as you said, for everybody around you. And I think, you know, if we everybody gave themselves the permission to do that, we would all certainly be living much happier um, lives. And I think it's really, really important that there's so many important messages in here. It's really important that, you know, people make time for themselves, self-care, self-love all of the things that I you know preach about as a as a coach and as a life coach are just things that are um so so important but um yeah I mean look we're gonna have to wrap this episode my dog is screeching out there to be let out again um I just want to make dinner so so much for coming on and talking all about this and being so insightful and so wonderful and funny as always and yeah we'll definitely have to get you back on at some point in the future okay my love thank you so much for having me I love you so much. You Sweet kisses. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As I said, at the start, Seafield Hotel and Spa Resort have very kindly given me one lucky person the opportunity to win a flying solo break, an overnight stay, bed and breakfast, three-course evening meal, and access to that fabulous award-winning Oshio Spa So if you are interested, over the next five episodes, this competition is going to be running and I will announce the winner in the next five weeks. Um, What I would love to do is to try and grow my social media, to try and encourage people to listen to the podcast. So if you could come and like my Instagram page, ask underscore Ariana Dunn. But equally, what I would love is for people to go and step outside their comfort zone and tag me in a picture on Instagram or Facebook or just send it to me if you're not on social media. Um, But ideally, across social media, 
media um linkedin also will work as well come connect with me there um i would love to see you all doing something solo so whether that be having a meal in a restaurant going to the cinema on your own maybe you've just booked your first solo break i know i've received lots of fabulous messages from listeners who have embarked on a solo journey of some kind having been inspired by this maybe you're setting up your own business maybe it's just going for a walk in nature but something that you're doing solo celebrating solo powered being empowered by your soloism i would love you to tag me ask underscore ariana dunn and hashtag solo powered for your chance to win this fabulous flying solo break with seafield hotel and spa that's the criteria of the competition i hope you can comply i hope you enter um, and as i say i will announce the winner over the next five weeks so you've got plenty of time to plan a solo endeavor of some kind for you to be able to enter this fabulous competition with with thanks to Seafield Hotel and Spa Resort. Thank you so much.